Hello there, listener. My name is Seth Decker, and I am a director. I'm here to sell you something, and it's not Blue Apron or subscription service or MeUndies or anything like that. It's an opportunity to give to a really cool Indiegogo. If you go to Indiegogo.com and type in The Bludgeoning or Montressor Media, you will be greeted by a page for a horror comedy that we've been working on for the last few months. I've been self-financing the pre-production so far. Our hotels are booked. Flights are scheduled for our cast to come in. We are ready to shoot. This Indiegogo is just to help us upgrade our equipment. We know that we can deliver a really killer image on the equipment that we have in-house, but being able to rent some legitimate Hollywood toys would just mean the world to us. We're going to use this Indiegogo to rent an Ari Alexa Mini. That's the same thing they shot Blade Runner 2049 on. We're going to be bringing in a really cool lighting package that allows us to light really amazing colors and bring a really vibrant feel to Salem, where we're going to be shooting the movie on location. I'm excited about this. This is a huge step for me in my career, potentially turning into the ability to to make movies professionally for us and this team. And it's been made possible by all of these cool podcasts that we've been working with as as creative outlets over the years, teaching us how to, to dissect stories. Now we're making our own story. It's really awesome, and I'm so excited. Please go to Indiegogo.com, type in Montressor Media or The Bludgeoning. Every single level has really cool rewards that exponentially get cooler. Just starting off at the $10 level, you're going to get access to a digital comic of this movie. We're going to do a comic adaptation of the movie that you'll get access to just for giving us the 10 bucks to get this project done. Like that in and of itself is amazing. But we have levels going all the way up to a producer level where you could get IMDb credit for a feature film potentially going out through distributors like Lionsgate or Shudder or A24 or The Bludgeoning. That's where we're aiming. No promises yet, but that's where we're aiming. We're guaranteed an Amazon release at this point. So, like, the project is happening. Do you want to buy a ticket onto the train is the question. I'm not selling any kind of subscription service. I'm selling a real cowboy dream of making movies on our own dime, on our own turf, on our own rules. There's no producer studio oversight. We are the ones making this movie. I think that's awesome. I appreciate all your time. I'm sure I've taken enough of your time for this podcast that you're listening to currently. I appreciate you you taking the time to listen to me please consider giving to the Indiegogo or checking us out on social media. If you just want to chat about the project more, I'm here for that. At Montressor Media on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Reach out to us there if you have any burning questions. This isn't celebrities in Hollywood that you can't reach out to. We're real people that you can talk to about an actual professional movie that's being made. I think that's really killer. Please consider giving to the project. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Lord Commander Orc, and filling in for Axel this week is... Slagathor! Alright, well, we will get into the topic with Slagathor here shortly, but first we're going to thank the people that, you know, like us so much, they give us money to keep the lights on here. Thank you! They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Shipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin... 
Vey, Brendan Agnew, John Vittles, Kit, Kenny, Seth Decker, Donna Lucy, Nathan Willis, Patrick Anderson, Karsten Amel, Scott Rubin, and Derek Takade. Now, if you'd like to join that illustrious legion, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Geeks with Shields. 25 cents an episode, a dollar a month. You guys have no idea how much that contributes to the running of this show. So, we are doing a buckler today. We're doing a very special buckler, which is why we brought Slagathron. And uh, hopefully you, you've listened up to this point because this is kind of a controversial topic in certain circles. We're going to talk about why the Resident Evil movies are the best video game movies. Oh. Are we sure this is a buckler? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of people are going to say, oh, Sonic. Oh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, Rampage. And I'll say, uh, Rampage is good. Detective Pikachu is okay. I have not seen okay. Sonic, nor do I have any interest. Dwayne is the only thing good with Rampage. Let's be real. His muscles carry everything. I'm not going to argue with this. You're, <laughs> you're wrong, and you don't realize it. So we're gonna, Oh, Dwayne in the muscles. We're going to talk about <laughs> Resident Evil. And the reason we're talking this with you is Axel has not seen Resident Evil, and I don't need two weeks of, why are you making me watch this? I hate this. <laughs> why are you making me watch this? This is stupid. I don't like this. Why are you making me watch this? Yes. And you, Jen, you love these movies. I do. I enjoy these movies. They are. They know exactly what they are, and they succeed. I love these movies. I have seen all, all of them, them many, 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 many times, except for, like, the last three. The last one. The last one's bad. I have no, I will not say anything. Like, the last three, I've only seen, like, maybe a couple times. But other than that, leading up to them, I have seen them all a lot of times, especially the first couple. Yeah, and we'll get right out in front of this and take the central thesis, which is video game movies so often fail because they're trying to tell the story of the video game again. And that doesn't work. Because a lot of times, you're just telling me a story I already know but in a lesser form, Mm -hmm. where you're trying to condense, you know, the story I know to a shorter form or lower budget. And the secret of these is, like, is your set with your Sonics, with your Rampage, with your Detective Pikachu, is take the world and then do your own thing. Yes. And that's where so many people get tripped up over themselves, I think, with, it doesn't follow the game. I'm sorry. The most recent one to come out, that piece of pile of shit... There you go. Follows the game. Are you happy now? And no. everybody in the background's like, yes, we are. It's exactly what we wanted. While the, while the meantime, you're sitting there going, I wish they would make something good. No, everyone you're hated. all babies. Everyone hated the new you're one. You're stupid. And I, mean, I will heckle you. Resident Evil, those first games, I'm, I'm sorry. You're not playing Resident Evil for their Mastercrafted story. No. And it's like, well, it's not a, it's not a horror movie. And they're fun, dumb action flicks. Yes. They are weirdly, oddly creative in yes. what they do. I mean, name one other movie in which there's a laser grid that chops a man into chunks. Yes. And that, that has been the strength of these movies. They knew what they were from the get-go. They took the world and they jumped with it. And they did a very awesome job. Yeah, and they do get progressively weirder as Mila Jokovic gets more and more superpowers and loses yes. her superpowers. And gets them again. Yeah, 
and it's like, okay, this is weird. But also, one of them opens with an army of Miljokovic assaulting a <laughs> compound yep. of Umbrella. I almost said Hydra. Wrong evil corporation. <laughs> Wrong evil entity. Fuck Hydra. And I think where the movie's misstep is when they try and bring in something from the game because everyone goes, well, that's not like the game. And no, it's not. And that's where they're messing up. It's like, if I want the characters from the game, I would play the games. The, when they brought in characters from the games, I honestly, I hated it. Yeah, because those weren't... I watched the first Resident Evil many, many times. And I knew that the second and third one were out there, but I had never watched them. And the first time I watched the second one, I hated it with everything in my fat-ass body. Because <laughs> I hated Jill. Yeah, well, the actress isn't doing a good job. Well, that too. But I was like, why are you in this? You have no reason to be in this. Well, that's the thing is, when you take Jill and that co- video game accurate costume and you plop her in the movie Universe of the like, you do not belong at all. Well, the tube top that. and the miniskirt. It's not that. It. Well, they did it. Their, they were doing their own story, and then all of a sudden they start bringing in people from the video game. And I get it. Like, I get it. That's what people wanted, and they thought it would be a good idea. Maybe get them more viewers and all sorts of other shit. But honestly, the first time I saw Jill in it, I stopped watching the movie. It took me a couple times before I even finished the second one to get through it. Because after a while, I realized Jill is not really in it a whole bunch. No. She just you know, got put in there, and then she's not in the third one. No. But they bring in Claire. Which I have no problem with. But Claire is more in-name only, they disreference. Yes. Which, again, pissed off people. But they're doing... And that's when they really start getting weird, and they're like, okay, what if we do more than just zombies? Let's have, you know, see these big mutant monsters that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are these things? Where are they coming from? But it doesn't matter because it's just, when you detach, like, but this is fun and dumb. Yes. And that's the games. Everyone wants to pretend like Resident Evil has these deep lore. Like, no, it's, you have limited ammo fighting weird eldritch And I can say that because I've played the games. And yes, I know I'm obtuse and I don't get a lot of shit, but they're still very simple games. And that's, that is the secret sauce to making a good video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. Is picking one with an interesting world and doing an interesting story, and then telling your story. It's why the Zelda movies are never going to work. See, and I, I don't know much about the Monster Hunter movie. We watched the Monster in Monster Hunter movie. People liked it. We thought it was okay, but it understood the premise of there's Take a world yeah. and there's big monsters and people hunt them. Okay. See, I think I don't remember that because I honestly you got bored and fell asleep. Okay, that too. Yeah. And then, like, it does the smart thing. Like, it doesn't try to bring them into our world. It does its very its own world. But it, I don't know. That one doesn't work. But, again, Detective Pikachu, I don't think Detective Pikachu is anything like the game. No. Rampage. I like the movie. Yeah. Rampage is like Rampage in so much as there's giant monsters and they destroy the city. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the power up where you eat the woman in the red dress. Yeah. But it's still a kaiju movie at its yes. core. Yes. Uh, what other... Again, I haven't seen Sonic, so I can't comment on that. The latest Mortal Kombat movie, where it's just like, 
there's a tournament, and these are the characters, and this is it's a little same, bit... but different. There's a little bit of... Here's a little bit of the background of these characters It worked. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to tell, like, okay, we're telling this particular story. No, it was new characters. And that's where I think fighting games have the best chance of adaptation of, as long as... And then we kind of said, you accept that characters have to die, mm-hmm. and... You can you pick the ones you want to give a little bit of story to, yes. but they're very simple, and that's where I think so many video games get caught up. And like, I'm not so sure the Last of Us HBO Max series is going to work because, kind of like we're seeing, I haven't seen Halo yet, but a lot of the pushback is this is nothing like the games. They didn't listen to the games. They didn't follow the games. It's like well. What story do you want to tell the story you already know from the games, or do you want yeah, to tell exactly. a new story? Like, the biggest mistake I think Halo made was they wanted to do Master Chief again when they just should have done a Spartan in the UNSC. And, like, with Star Wars, I think that their next thing they could do great, great things with doing the KOTOR, but away from what the video games did. See, that's what everyone in wants. the universe. A KOTOR movie or TV show. Yes. But oh, everyone's yes. like, but just do it in that setting. Do it in that, you know, time And of- yes, and maybe have references to what happened in the games and stuff with like Revan and all sorts of other things. But have that in the background just so that you know kind of like, I don't know, even if you want to have it somewhere even close to what was going on with the video games time timeline-wise and stuff. But still, just go with... Go with it because it's, it's an interesting setting. Yes, and it's so new, so different. Yeah, we haven't done nothing. It doesn't look like anything. It looks Star Wars enough. Yeah. But there's no, oh, look, there's a model of X-Wing I recognize. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's where the Warcraft movie, when it succeeded, it succeeded was it looked like this world. Oh. But it was so obsessed with referencing the bigger thing everyone knew and putting in the reference member berries and referencing that and again circling back to the original thesis where resident resident evils only ever referenced the games when it introduced the characters from the games and those were the weakest elements because either they were just there's a person in cosplay that looks like you know leon kennedy but he doesn't do anything people are like how dare you waste leon kennedy (laughs) he's my waifu (laughs) And it was like, cool, you threw him in there. Didn't add anything. Yeah. And that's where I think video games are kind of stuck in this weird idea, which largely is probably to the fans, you have to respect the source material. You have to make it just like the game I played. That's not interesting. That's why I don't think this Last of Us show, for all the money they're pouring into it, is going to work. Because The Last of Us is a great game because you have to play the story. But I don't think seeing that story told to me again See, is going to work. not the same characters. But... but it is. It's the exact same characters. Like, if they want to do the world, which is, okay, a different take on the zombie yes. apocalypse that's more about the coming society, that could work. But we're still doing the story of uh, Joel and Ellie mm. and the whole trying to get, like, I love Pedro Pascal. But this is a story I already know. Yes. This is a story I've already played. What exactly are you going to do different? Yes. And I mean, that's kind of where I go back and forth. Like the Twisted Metal series, which is somehow still in development. It's like a show about ridiculous, like Fast and Furious meets, I don't know, more guns, I guess. <laughs> like that's an interesting world. And if they follow that 
thing. And I feel like that's the problem. Everyone says, oh, the Resident Evil, they're the, that's the worst video game series ever made. Like, no, maybe, it's maybe it's not your preferred thing. But you have to understand and respect that they went, I'm going to take this combat concept of zombies, evil corporation, and monsters and make my own story with it. Mm. Because I, while you could theoretically do something interesting with that first Resident Evil movie of telling a story in a haunted house that has zombies... Mm maybe 20 years ago because yeah. the zombie craze yeah. is so dead and that's where i think they were kind of ahead of the curve is yes they have their shambling hordes of zombies but it's different they also break it up with giant yeah. monsters and crazy things which was in the game which is the most interesting part of resident evil is that weird asian influence of monster design it's breaking it up and that's that's been their biggest strength. And this latest one where they tried to do, okay, you guys want to do this story? We're going to do Resident Evil 2. And yeah. everyone hated it. Yeah. It looked so bad from the trailers. Like, I'm going to watch it. Because you watch crap. Because I watch crap and I've seen all the other Resident Evil stuff. It's this weird completionist thing with me. It has the Resident Evil name on it. So I'm going to watch it because I've watched all the animated ones. Everything, you know, I've watched... I've watched everything Resident Evil so far. So I will end up watching it. But I already know I am going to despise it just from the first trailer I had watched when it first came out. And maybe you're still disagreeing with me, so I will kind of, you know, bring up my, the final argument. I think this pretty success is the format of the MCU. Mm. The MCU is based off the comics. Yes. But it's they don't feel as strict adherence like, well, we have to do these characters just like they were in the comics. We yeah. have to do these stories just like they were in the comics. They, took a, they take inspiration. Yes. And, and we do see a lot of similarities and stuff, but it's just inspiration. It's just similarities. It's not the exact same copy and paste. Yes, and I think if video game movies want to succeed, they have to abandon this idea of you have to be loyal to the source material. You mm -hmm. can't make any changes from the source material. Yeah. No. Where is the fun in that? To be honest... You're retelling the same story. Exactly. And I get it. Like, it's... Okay, I will be real. It would be cool, and I see it with the Tomb Raider, with the new Tomb Raider. They went almost... They they changed things, but it was a lot closer to the video games than the original Tomb Raider movies were. Mm. Yes. You didn't watch it. Yes. I, I am obsessed did. with that shit. I'm saying you know. no, no, no. It's closer to the the newer ones. Than That's what I'm saying. Okay, yes, because the Angelina Jolie ones that feels very akin to the '90s. It was akin to taking the universe and running with it. Yes, like I said, this new one followed closely by the uh, by the video game. I mean, they even said it and shit. I completely forgot where I was going with this. No, I agree. Tomb Raider is a great example of you cast someone that looks like the version of Laura Croft that's Lady Indiana Jones, but with less biblical mysticism, more... Yeah. Oh, but so much more mythical stuff. Yes, because... And that's the thing. Like That's where these movies succeed. That's where these movies are going to continue to succeed is... Pick ones that have an interesting universe and tell a story in there. Yes. Don't tell the only don't tell the story that's already been told. 
tell a new story because even if you hate Resident Evil, they made six of those oh, suckers. Oh, I remember where I was going with my train of thought before I lost it. I was saying, while I have watched and read, you know, comics, and I've played every single freaking video game, and I, I would honestly love to see <laughs> the video game become a movie, almost beat for beat. I know that I would almost kind of be bored with it because I want to see something new. Like, but as the fan, and I can see that as, you know, the fans and stuff out there of like Resident Evil and stuff, there's something thrilling about, even though you've played the video games and all sorts of other things, there's something thrilling about, you know, seeing your favorite character in, you know, in a movie format and stuff. But why I am such a diehard Angelina Jolie, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider fan is because it was different. Yeah. This wasn't and the story I you loved already heard. It. I can see the appeal of seeing your favorite shit do it beat for beat what you, even though you already know everything. Like if they made a Tomb Raider video game from the from Underworld or um Leg or Legends and stuff like that, I and it was the beat for beat for it like these people want it and stuff, I would fucking have a conniption because I would absolutely love it. But at the same time, it's nothing new. And just because I saw someone act it out and it became this big bombastic movie and stuff, like I said, I would love it, but that's also why I love the the Tomb Raider movies, the Angelina ones, because they are so different. They create a different story. They tell a different story of this character. And that is why I like the Resident Evil movies. Because I've played the video games. And yes, when the when the animated movies came out and I saw Leon and stuff, I fangirled. Fuck, I fangirled. I fangirled when I saw all the other characters and stuff too. But I love these movies because they do something different. They bring something different to the table. I was able to experience something different in the universe. And that's what makes them great. Yeah, and that's the secret to doing a good video game movie that I don't think people are ready to admit yet. They want to go, oh, they followed the source material. They listened to the fans. No, they... We have seen time and time again what happens when they listen to fans. It's called uh, Star Wars Return of the Skywalkers. The Rise of Skywalkers. It is... I don't want to be too harsh and say it's crap, but it doesn't turn out Bands good. Fans are idiots. They do. They are incapable. We are. We are incapable of making creative decisions. We it's why are. we just talk about these things rather than make these things. I know, and we are. We are all stupid fucking idiots when it comes to the things that we love. Mm-hmm. But that's why there's good directors and writers and everything out there to try and make something new for us. To try and appease us so that, you know, we'll throw money at them and shit. But, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I can see both sides. Like I said, I can see both sides because I would love a beat for beat. But I can watch that on fucking YouTube when people just cut out the cutscenes of the and new Tomb Raider games. And you have to recognize there, there is that, that right just there. because you like it doesn't mean it would be good. No. And the new video games nowadays are already giving that to you anyway. Like I said, they have such big, beautiful cutscenes and stuff. And you can go to YouTube and just watch the five-plus-hour cutscenes from these video games. And there's your movie right there. Yeah. So, no, that's the whole point. Is the best video game movies are the ones that take the aesthetic and take the world and then do their own thing. And stop... I just... Stop being such... Stop thinking that the source material is a holy text. Is the die, die. Like, we as nerds, we all need to accept this idea that source material is not 
the Ten Commandments handed down from the geek gods. No. And if you divulge from the holy words of Tron. it's always changing. Yes. It is, especially if it's something popular. It is always fucking changing. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't like it, guess what? The video games are still there. Exactly. So yeah, that's our final thoughts. Uh, leave us all those angry comments about why Resident Evil is the worst and why Sonic is the best because they followed the fans and they cast the voice actor for Tails, which is cool. That's awesome. I don't necessarily know if that's what makes the movie good. I haven't seen it. I'm not particularly it interested in well it. very well could just be nostalgia. Oh, nostalgia is a powerful drug. But yes. we're not going to negate that one because <laughs> that's a big part of this podcast brand. So thank you for listening. Please do not forget to like, share, subscribe, do whatever it is the podcast host of your choice demands that, you know, we get recognized in the algorithm so other people can find this, so they can yell at us about why Resident Evil sucks and we're stupid for liking it. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and FiresideAlliance.com. And if you'd really like to help the podcast grow, you can rate us now on Spotify. And it better be a five-star. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And Slagador. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.